Hey everybody on Podcast Land, it's David coming at you with a brand new podcast. Well, we are at November 30th, 2022, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a bit snowy out there. We're at about 104 o'clock in the afternoon. And it looks almost like a blizzard starting. Do not know, but anything can happen. We're almost into December. Tomorrow is December 1st. Wow. Where has the time gone, my friends? Today, I want to talk just a little bit about, you know, I was sitting here thinking today. I've been doing a lot for the Lord for a long time. And I'm used to the attacks of the devil, attacks from people, attacks from friends, attacks from even yourself. There is nonstop attack when you're doing the things for God. It seems like you get a break every now and then, and then right on the heels of that, something major happens in your life other people's life it it starts to take a trajectory of your life and change it and before you know it you look back and what you're looking back to you don't even know that it ever existed it is a very strange world we are living in for example i know what i just said sounds like gibberish think about this go back to the days if you can remember when you're 10 11 12 years old and just think about it for a moment put your mind back there playing with your brother sister friends, family, uncles, grandpas, whatever you had. Just think about that. Now, when you open your eyes, where is that world today? It doesn't even exist. It's almost like the person that you thought back then doesn't even exist. There's been such a change in your life over the years. Now, you can do that periodically throughout your life. Let's go to your teenage years. Who you were in your teenage years, the things you've done, now open your eyes. Where is that person? It is no resemblance of who's looking back at the mirror of you right now. Let's go to your 18, graduations. Let's go to the year 20s, mid-20s. Whatever you want to put it and open your eyes. It's almost like that earth, that life is gone. It's just gone. And think about this. As easy as it's gone for you, I thought about this. You're still being judged on the sins that you did back then. God has all that written down. He knows all this. But that person you are when you open your eyes doesn't even exist. It's not even there. But the Lord still holds record of that person. It's a very interesting thought when you start to think into it. Well, that was the basis of where I'm going today. So I wanted to give you a little groundwork of how I got here. Now, I know many people don't think like I think. I have a really strange way of thinking about things. And I don't know if that helps me or hurts me. But that's the way I am. And so I started thinking, okay, I understand this. And my premise now, remember when I started was, after you do good things, the bad things that follow. And I started thinking, what about Jesus? You know, he done lots of good things. What happened right after he does good things, you know, and about his followers and stuff. And pretty much the same premise goes along with that. We all know that. But let's read something here, and I'm going to follow, I'm gonna, I was going to start even farther down, but then as I started thinking about it, I was like, no, i got to add the rest of this top part because it kind of goes along with what we're talking about too, and it's another person. So let's start at um, Luke chapter 22, King James Version. We'll start at verse 54. This is after they he was sold out by Judas. They came to him in the garden after they were sitting there all night praying. And they took Jesus, but he gave himself up to them. But they had army with them to take him out of there. 
Now, verse 54 starts this. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off. Now think about that. One of his disciples, one of his main disciples, we epitomize Peter as one of the top disciples. And I'm not saying anything bad about Peter or good. I'm just saying that's what we do. Now Peter is following afar off here. He doesn't want them to see. He's staying back. Maybe for fear of the military. Maybe from fear of people watching. We don't know what it, what it was exactly. Because it doesn't tell us. We have to surmise this. But I think some of the things I've already offered as an explanation is very valid. And it can be valid. So... And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. So he sets back far enough. He's watching them. The men that were with Jesus, and that, they, they took over this hall and they started a fire in the midst of the hall. So they gathered sticks, wood, logs. They lit it, however they light it. They took a moment for it to stoke up. As it stoked up, people started to sit around the fire and Peter sat down among them. Verse 56. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, this man also was with him. So this woman that's notice, notifying everyone about Peter here, she knows Peter. She has sat back a time or two before and watched Jesus and his procession walk by. And she's taken note of each of the people. Even though she doesn't really know them or get involved with them, she watches from afar, just like Peter watched from afar. And Peter said, man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew. So verse 61, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter and Peter remembered the whole, the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. So by this time, Peter has denied him three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? Now this has always been a strange verse to me, and I think about it sometimes when I read it. Like, why would they do that? Like, we know that they're mocking him, making fun of him, but why would they do that? Here they got Jesus sitting there. They just took him uh, in the middle of the night, away from his friends and his following. He's not really doing anything to resist anything. They set him down, they blindfold him now, and then they punch him in the face, and then while they punch him, they say, hey, tell us who hits you in the face, prophesy. So it's almost like a spiritual thing happening there. But who's who's dictating the spiritual thing? Well, we know it's Satan. So what would he be mocking him in this situation? That's why Now you're finding out why I read you the first part of this with Peter. What did Peter have from Jesus? A prophecy. Peter was told by Jesus, before you... Before the cock crow out, you will deny me three times. And Peter said, oh, not me. No, not me, Lord. And he did it, fulfilling prophecy. Both men at that moment knew the prophecy was fulfilled. Jesus knew it and Peter knew it. For a fact, they knew that Jesus was a prophet. A fact, Jesus knew his prophecy was true. Prophecy had been unfolded in front of everybody. Now, somebody had to say something. Somebody had to mention, mention something. But if not, the spiritual realm knew this. Grab a hold of this, folks. Think about this. Out of this whole story, this this thing shows up in the midst of it. But if you don't re read it in the context, you might miss something here. And I'm trying to unfold that for you. Verse 64, And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, 
saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? And many other things blasphemously spake they against him. And as soon as it was day, the elders of the people and chief priests and the scribes came together and led him into the council, saying, Art thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, ye will not believe. And if I also ask you, ye will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then said they all, Art thou the Son of God? And he said unto them, Ye shall, you say that I am. And they said, What need any further witness? For ourselves have heard out of his own mouth. And they were mad. They were so mad at Jesus. Now, think about this. Jesus did a lot of good things. And here now he sits here alone, um, beaten, hurt, um, mocked, mocked by by fellow peers is really hard, guys. When when people shun you, when people treat you really bad, it's a very hard thing to deal with as a human being. And we've all been there. And if you haven't, maybe someday before your life's up, you're going to figure it out because it does happen to all of us, I believe. But here Jesus now is, after he done all the good that he did, he's paying a high price for it. He did nothing wrong. He did not deserve it. And there's nobody coming along to, to square his situation up, not to fix it, not to talk for him, not to help him, not even to set the people straight. He's got to go into the death on the cross, knowing that nobody's ever going to know the true truth of what he was doing and why he was doing it. They're not going to be able to speak and protect him and say, as a lawyer, Jesus was innocent and these are the facts and fight on his behalf. That was never going to happen. Jesus knew it and he kept his mouth shut and went to the cross this is a hard thing to do folks and it doesn't make sense it makes no sense because we want retribution we want to be made right we want to be made whole we don't like to go like that that's not how we live our lives that's not how anybody lives their life but this is something Jesus is teaching us and it makes no sense and the only sense that I can take from it is on the other side when we die there has to be some kind of repayment there has to be something for this there has to be. We can't explain it. I can't explain it. I can't even promise you this. But I'm just saying there has to be something. This is not the end of the story. There's no way that Jesus would allow this to happen. Go into the afterlife, allowing all the followers to say, I'm going to glean from Jesus' life. What shall I do? How do I live like this man? And look at what he's doing here. Following his footsteps to the bitter end. And there'd be no repayment on the other side. There'd be nothing for you on the other side. I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. Because this is one of those things that is so hard for people. It's almost as hard as for the rich man to sell all he has and give to the poor. This is one of those moments where you have to reconcile. Everybody on earth does this. I will not do this. I'm going to do what's spiritual, what is spiritual and what is God commanded here through his silence. Not coming out telling me to do it. But I'm telling you by the way he lived his life, I'm going to follow. And it, must, and it must reap something on the other side. Because everything over here does not go to waste. Especially on the behalf of God. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. God is not mocked, the Bible says. So, think about that, folks. I want you to think about this today. And just see how you can apply it to your life. I love you. I love my sponsors out there. I love all you that listen. And today, just enjoy the day. Enjoy the life that God has given you. And remember, when you're going to be persecuted, when you're going to be hurt, when you're going to be suffering, there's a good reason for it. God's, God's in the silence. He's in the, in the shadows somewhere. 
He's going to help you out and he's going to be there. And if he doesn't do it in this life, he will do it in the next life. I just believe that. Take that to the bank. God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of my pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of my pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but my pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use my pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the my pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. And he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product. And it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless. And go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a my pillow buy the my pillow and watch you will be blessed